This is CliffCentral.com. Jumelamba Hesu. Ena Kenako ya sipping tea. Onwati, Lenguanino, Akimoratanga, all over a get to Mimoraki. Monana Rabua, Rebuan Totuki. Ha home on one or a sound king. Ha home at Razi or as our patrolling. Ha home stupu, Seres as a polishing. I can in the Tabatal and Naneo, Ditulan and my Kutra how. A can it get about Onyolosa Horso, or a Gamanegari pudding. Oh, Dula or Relata, see, let alone hash. Look at Monahan. Mo Rabua. Rewapuapa. To me, Habashwe. You know when they say some things just don't translate. I shame. Uh, as for the non Susutu speakings, even the Nguni persuasion, I don't know how to summarize that and still keep the essence of what this man just said. I love it. But basically what he was saying was it's time for sipping tea with Timmy Rocky that girl he really loves who's gonna say some ish and if you really feel like I've like touched your feelings without him saying like I've affected you you must go outside chill by the goats get some sun in your face and feel better yeah yeah Anywho, I'm very happy to be here as per usual. Uh, today I'm actually, um, uh, I don't know. I'm not quite awake, but I'm here. Um, yeah, I, I did not start my day with coffee. So it's, it's a little awkward for me. Um, finding myself, I'm running on juice, which is weird. I don't know. Juice doesn't give you that kick. It just gives it a sugar. It doesn't give it a cook. So, um, if I do seem a little, a little less than my usual intelligence quotient, um, just blame it on the Jewies. I didn't know I had juice. I'm going to try and score some uh, uh, um, caffeine soon. Because I'm late for work, isn't it? Yeah. I got you like just before my port, my podcast. Because I was in therapy. Like I love how people will in their circles be loud about going to therapy. And then when they're in public, try to be like, oh, I'm together. Oh my God. I don't need that. So that's where I just came from, and um, I, I misjudged traffic. But I'm here. I'm here. I'm like pulling myself towards myself. Um, so today I am going to, as usual, only speak to things I know. In other words, I stay in my lane. Only talk about things that matter to me. That you know, 
yeah. So I'm going to be talking heritage because, you know, it's heritage month. Everybody was all cray, dressed up in their prints, wore dukes, you know, ate funny food that they don't usually eat. But then they've been told it's part of their heritage. Therefore, for Heritage Day, they'll eat their food. And I feel like when things like this roll around, guys, you must grab it, grab it completely. Like, just take advantage of the day, take advantage of the month and really explore what is your heritage. Because, you know, we all then suddenly like, you know, there are those people who are pavement special. And then you know you are a Kota Scottish or Kota Sutu, a Kota uh, something that hasn't been discovered yet, and then half white, half black, half. Then you have like at least ten halves, but this person is still going on with the halves, and you're like, but in maths when I learned about halves, halves is just uh, two parts that make up one part. But then you find people who are like five five halves of something, and I'm like, well, you are quite an extra person. Anywho, so as a South African, when I celebrate my heritage. I celebrate where I'm from and what makes me uniquely South African when I step out of my country, you understand? Because I don't feel like my heritage separates me from my community or my country or my nation, as it were. Um, so we're in a country that has great heritage and cuck heritage, and we have to embrace that heritage. Um, for an example, um, we know we come, part of one of the, the, the things that are the heritages of this country, sadly, are racism. And so what we do then is go, do we keep that part of our heritage or do we say we acknowledge this and we decide it's a reason for us on the in this month to decide to be better people, to learn about somebody else's culture um, so that I can be more knowledgeable about other people as opposed to prejudiced because I don't understand or prejudiced out of ignorance because I think I know, but I don't. Like I've spent time explaining things, simple things like um, ilobolo. Ukulobola to people, amalobola as they call it, amahadi as we call it in my culture, which is Sejuana. Because a lot of people, oh, since it's Heritage Day, please for clarity. Which means I'm a hardcore thoroughbred Mojwana. I am not Musutu. Yes, I know I speak fluent Sutu, but it was sexually transmitted. I dated many Sutu guys. My husband is half Sutu, half Ghanaian. So this language has but penetrated me. And that is why I speak it so well. And because I grew up in Tabanchu, which has a lot of Basutu and uh, Botswana contingent. I am not Musutu. I repeat, I am not Musutu. Because very many a time I've been called uh, a Musutu. I love the Basutu people, but I'm only there via relations of the bedroom nature. Um, yeah, uh, so so I celebrate my heritage. I celebrate, and, and I feel like one of the big heritages of this country. Because uh, just as a side note, ne, for people who did listen to my last podcast, I said I'm investigating using the five love languages to figure out what is South Africa's love language in order for us to better love our country and make it a better country. So don't worry, the research is ongoing. Right now, we're going to start with our heritage, and I feel like as a, as a South African, when I travel outside our borders. The heritage I take with me is a serious heritage of love, respect, and friendship. We are a warm nation. People have traveled the world around, and one thing I have learned about us South Africans is our warmth. But we have that kind of warmth where we're like, dare you step to the left, a little too much to the left. Here we will turn on you. You will not know what hit you. You will not remember friendly. You will just remember. You don't know when it happened, but you were stabbed and you're on the floor. So that is the heritage I know. We are freaking tenacious as a country. 
I have realized that while we are here, we will bicker and we will fight and we will poke, poke fingers at each other, point at each other. But the minute we leave this country, we have each other's backs. And I absolutely love and appreciate that. What I hate is the ones who have left, who have become experts where they are. And then they talk cuck about our country. That upsets me. When you fly to your Australia, your London, because you couldn't stand the heat in the kitchen and you ran away, that, that ticks me off. That kind of thing is anti our heritage. We are a heritage of pride. We are a proud country. Have you seen us when we're backing up our sports, guys? You would think we are ranked number one or number three in the world. But we go there and we go there heart and soul. And every time, even though we can see the odds are stacked against us, we come up, man, and we are so Man, me, I'm proud of my country. That's all I'm saying. The heritage that I believe we need to pass on to our children is a pride in our country. I don't care what you think you're going through in this country. This is an amazing country. We are a country of can-dos. Yeah? Obama goes and tells them, yes, we can. We don't say, yes, we can. We show, yes, we can. We are do as us. We don't have time for this yada yada. We, we don't yada yada. We do do, you know? So, um, that's, that's what I love. Uh, I'm going to leave it at that with heritage. So let's not just be putting dukes on our heads and wearing print. There are some people who they kill me. Like, Throughout the year, you will not see them in a single African print. You will not see them wrapping their heads. You will not see them, you know, braiding their hair in a way that says this is a uniquely African thing. Yeah, but come Heritage Day, Mudimu, do they dig deep? Hey, they dig, Baba. Yeah? Hey, these are fashionable heritages. Why? So you can trend. So you can be part of a hashtag. Also, I feel like we're, we, we, we actually need to consider having a proud heritage of truth about ourselves. Because one thing about South Africa, we're not in denial about our pain. We're not in denial about the fact that we're growing as, an, as a nation. But we are proud of the fact that we are staying on. We're staying the fight. We're there for the good fight. We're there for the long haul. So don't be fashionable about yourself. Also try and perhaps find yourself a heritage of, of, of a consistency. Hashtag that is all I'm saying, ne? Right. Now I'm hoping we don't also develop a heritage of hashtag things falling. Hey, we've been dropping things, guys. How many more things must fall? Can we rise now? Hey? We are, we are a nation of positivity. Must fall, must fall, must fall. It's too much negative, negative, negative. I'm waiting for must rise, must rise, must rise. Huh? I think we've had enough angst. We started this country, the, the year off in the country on such a negative note with all the cuck that was going up. And I feel like as we build to the end of the year, can we start hashtag raising things? Hey, hashtag national pride must rise. Hmm? Hashtag, uh, 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 truth must rise, you know? Hashtag power to the women, you know, let's raise things as opposed to all of this cuck of, of pushing down. Eh? And I'm saying this also because I'm a mother. I'm a mother and I think any mother who's listening right now will understand what I mean when I say we probably have lived the hashtag things falling for a long time. Because you know when you're a mother, you feel like all eyes on you, spotlight is on you. Eh? And the minute you just, you step one misstep, you're a bad mother. And I think we need to be kinder to ourselves because we're probably judging ourselves harder than other people are judging us. You know, I actually started um, following um, um, a fun, a fun little, I don't know if it's a person or a group um, where this person just, um, where they basically post the things we think about our kids that we wouldn't dare say to other people. Um, I don't know if it's called bad mom or naughty mom. I'm going to find it and I'm going to tell you what it's called because it's on, it's on Insta that I follow it. But I love stuff like that that makes me feel better. Like when they go, it's okay to call your child an asshole behind their back. <laughs> or a 
little shit, you know, because sometimes they're too much. We love them. It doesn't mean we're horrible and, and we're going to ill-treat them. But it does mean, you know, as moms, we are challenged. And once in a while, we need to go, but I've had enough. You know what I mean? Like those days, for example, where your child has peed and some people will make you feel like you should have some kind of inner sensor that tells you that your child has done something natural in their pants. Therefore, you should be on top of it. As that stuff is coming out of their bodies, you should be on that nappy, slipping it off that child before they even know what happened. And I'm like, screw that. And me, I look at my child. If I see that the back of the pants are hanging, I'm like, ah, that, that nappy is full. Me, I don't have time for these things. Huh? I watch the advert. If I, the advert is promising me the child will feel dry on top. I'm like, ah, that's my nappy right there. Because if I miss a spot, my child isn't going to get a rash. You know what I mean? And that thing of when the child fee- pees in the bed. Hey, my first child. I tell you, if that kid peed in the bed... I would run, take off the sheets, turn over the mattress, try and make sure I don't wake him up, or change his nappy, change his pyjama. Now, oh, me, please, ne? I see it's wet, raise the child, put a blanket that's thick enough, or put a towel there because we'll wash it tomorrow, let the child sleep right there. Me, I don't got time for this because even me, I must sleep. Now I must go and find laundry. For who, for what, for the why? Eh? Who's there to judge me in my house? If they think they can do it better, let them come and take care of my children and not sleep when they need to sleep. Hashtag I'm just saying. Eh? I mean, I, I just feel like there are also those women. I know I used to be... I used to be one of those where I go to a kid's party and this woman has baked the cake herself. The cake looks like they went to cake boss him self. This bitch is saying, no, I did but bake this thing myself. I did but cook the food that the adults are eating. And I did but perfectly boil these winners for them to go into the children's buns. And everybody's happy. And they said, and the jumping castle is perfect. It's the perfect size. And she even got the sun to not be too hot. So now this thing is not burning the children where she put it. Because when I put it out, then the sun burns it too much. Then the children have to wait before they can go on. Because now the sun is too hot and the thing is burning their skins. You understand? And then you feel like you're a bad mom but then you're not thinking wait wait is she taking over the world like you are yeah is she a woman about town who is running her business running a husband and running a household of very many children no I think everybody must stay in their respective lane there are those of us who are born with certain skill sets and those of us who are not because you will be sitting there going, Whoa, wait, this woman always hires her party service and you can see the husband is happy, but you can see these are nanny's children. And I'm like, yeah, but have you seen what she does for her man in the bedroom? Ah, that man always looks like he's just born yesterday because he's got the endorphins flowing because she's hitting him hard. You understand? So I feel like take it easy on the moms. I actually watched this movie, Bad Moms. I haven't had such a good time in a long time in a movie theater. Where there were women, there were old women, there were women my age, there were younger women. And the fact that women were mm-hmmming to the thing, like, you wouldn't think you're watching a comedy. You know when a group of women are going, mm-mm, and then they giggle afterwards. And you go, hey, can't, it's just, it's not just me. You know those of us who have that cup that says, I love mom. And you're holding this cup with two hands and it's 10 a.m. But in it, you're not just sipping tea with Sumi. You are sipping Irish tea, Choma. It's not even Irish coffee, Choma. It's Irish tea. Eh? It's mommy's special cup with a special juice because mommy needs to get through the day. I will not judge that woman. Eh? Yo, it's rough being a mom because you're so damn busy trying to be perfect. Stop trying to be 
perfect. Be the best mom you can be. And if somebody has something to say to you about it, challenge them then to come and do it better in your house. Because people have so much to say, but they don't know you. They don't know your situation. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like everybody's child must now be in Disney clothing. I'm like, no, for a hundred rand less. A hundred rand less and better material. I'm getting my child a dress. That does not give me a princess. But it feels great on my child and I'm not feeding the, the American beast that is the Disney company. Why? Why? Why then do you want to be like, oh, but you know, all kids love it. No, my child actually doesn't. If my, if my daughter, if my daughter could find a Spider-Man dress, if my daughter could find a, an Iron Man dress, because she has brothers, Baba, and she's not interested in this pre princess BS. You know what I mean? Because also that material, my children have such sensitive skin. I am not going to put that lace cock on my child. She hates it. My child wants cotton on that skin. Eh? My princess, I fear. I will not. And then you want to come and judge me as a, as, a, as a mother. The mothers I will judge, though, is the one who's putting her child in high heels. Guys, why be putting children in heels when they're still developing their postures? Uh, that's the only, there I'm just speaking, I don't even know in the medical profession how this works, but my logic is I know that the first thing I want to do as an adult is throw off my heels if I'm wearing heels. So I want to know what are we doing to our children's bodies? Putting them in high heels. I'm not judging these mothers. I'm saying, well, what's your inspiration? Because that's another thing, guys. It's so easy to judge when you're sitting on the outside. So, Mina, I'm like, okay, before I judge you and say you, you know, if, if a woman t comes to me and goes, well, she must just be strong because she must suffer for her beauty, then I'm going to say, yeah, now I'm judging you and I'm acknowledging I'm judging you because that's mean and that's cruel to your child. But if you say to me, Oh, teams, I actually didn't realize, and she insists because she wants to wear shoes like me. Then I go, okay, I get it. But, you know, have you, have you know, have you asked a pediatrician just by the bar if it's not a bad thing to put that thing on a, on a child? You know what I mean? Anyway, yeah. And then the swearing as well. Oh, my God. You know, guys, me, I'm a potty mouth. I won't lie. But I don't just swear all willy-nilly. And I'm not a freaking idiot where, oh, now in front of my children, I must just cuss like a sailor. I'm not an idiot, guys. Okay? But moments happen. Children are like, children are like those, uh, those ninja warriors. You know, those samurais. Like one minute they're there, the next they're not. Sometimes you don't know the child is there. They sneak up on you. You say something, and then somewhere in your feet you hear, oh! Mommy said a bad word. And for me, the children know my principle is the simple is simple in the house. Do as I say, not as I do. What I'm doing is none of your business. In fact, the fact that you can see what I'm doing is a privilege to you. You must just uh, embrace it and move on. You understand? But we really need to stop judging mothers. And also trying to do fabulous parties. You know, I used to literally almost kill myself trying to host people in my house. And then my house must look perfect. And then the lawn must be perfectly mowed. And, and, and. And I'm thinking, this is a kiddies party, eh? This is not my party. This is not some horticulturist watuati. This is not some uh, high tea. Uh, and, and these are high-paying guests. They're coming here to eat my food. They're coming here to enjoy entertainment that I paid for. I'm here to keep their children busy, so I'm essentially giving them a three-hour break maximum. I owe them sweet bugger all. 
I will have the party that I know the children will enjoy and I'm going to leave it at that. Because you know sometimes and I used to stress, bruh. I used to stress about, oh my God, but now what are the parents going to eat? I'm like, listen, if you want your child to eat that hot dog, you should also be able to eat that hot dog. If you want your child to eat that con con, then you must also be willing to eat that con con. If you think your child can drink that horrible fake juice situation, then you must be able to also stomach that horrible face, face uh, cock juice situation. Just... Mothers need to stop being hard on themselves. We are actually our own worst judges. And I mean, I know I've said this before, but I have to say it again. Big up to my mother-in-law because I remember when I used to stress about stuff like this, she said to me, why are you trying to be perfect? Perfect people don't exist. Dudes, don't put your woman under pressure. Ne? Just because you can see there's a woman out there who's been breastfeeding her child for five years and the child at five years comes back from cash and said, Mommy, can I please have some more boob? And then she's whipping out her boob and then you're judging your woman for only having breastfed for six months. You don't know if that child was still even interested in that breast to begin with. Eh? So please slow your freaking roll. Because, you know, we all know, yes, breast is best, breast is what, what. But you don't know about that girl who has the, the inverted nipples. You don't know about that girl who contracted some kind of uh, uh, um, illness that needed antibiotics and then she couldn't breastfeed. You don't know about, you know what I mean? Like you don't know people's situations. So you need to just slow the F down and calm the F down. You know what I mean? And I think women's groups as well, when you start starting these mommy groups on social media and, and, and WhatsApp, don't you dare admit to a mommy's group on WhatsApp, I'll kill somebody. But I feel like it, it, we need to start doing real support. Don't start a group like that to go and show off about what how perfect your children are and how perfect your life is. Because now you're going to end up on drugs and won't be able to help because now you're going to be in rehab and somebody's going to have to adopt your child. Rather start groups like that to actually support each other. To have... Even if it means we're planning a mommy's picnic. And the reason it's a, it's a, it's a mommy's picnic is because we've all agreed that we are all, all going to put extra money in the kitty and half of the nannies are coming and all those nannies are going to be in charge of the kids because the mommies are going to chill out, you know? Or we are all organizing our husbands. What we're going to do is get them to all come with us. We're tricking them into actually manning the bride and manning the children because we're going to be chilling there, sipping Cosmos. So... I'm just saying, you know, this Heritage Day, I think about there are so many bad things we inherit. We inherit them from our parents. We inherit them from the communities we end up in. And we need to choose if we keep them or not. And this thing of, of looking down on people for me, it's, I'm, I'm like, mm, no, thank you. The, if there's one thing I feel I got from my parent, from my family is, 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 um, the, the heritage of embracing. We embrace, um, and we need to embrace each other. And we need to know it's rough out here, especially in the big cities, especially in the big cities. So many of us are small town people. We are small town people and we arrive in these big cities that are overwhelming, where everybody has an agenda. And what you need is, is someone who can, who can be there. You need a place that grounds you. I think that's why also that you find a lot of us, I can't speak for guys, but I, I think for me, that's why I find that a lot of women, then you, especially in Joburg, you find they are abrasive. They are, hey, hey, it's, they all act like, I remember when I was pregnant and I, I went to a um, get together. Guys, I'm pregnant. But these women are treating me like I'm there to take their men. I'm like, but guys, Look at, look at, there's, you can see there's already a man who's playing in this field. There is no need. There's nothing left for another man to come and mess with. So, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking cuck. But that's, that's just my five cents on, on, um, 
you know, heritage and, and, and mummyhood. Um, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play some music so I can pull myself towards myself. And I'm going to talk about some of the things that I'm doing that I'm hoping I can pass down to my daughter if she ever decides to have children and perhaps pass on to the other high strung mamas I've met. Hey, cause when I drop off my kids at school, yo, there are some mothers, eh? Yo, there are some mothers, my friend. You know, we are all rushing to work when we drop our kids off at school, ne? I mean, it's a given. I think it's a given that all of us have something else to do, but we, we need to get this drop off done. And then you get those huffers and puffers. You know those huffers and puffers? Yar, I hate it when someone huffs and puffs at me. I will punch you in the throat to huff and puff at me, eh? Eh? And they will. And I'm like, but calm down, Choma. We are all under pressure here. And especially some of us are under more pressure than you because I can see this is your last stop. Mina, this is my first stop. I have more coming up. So you want to slow your goddamn roll. Will you leave me smiling? After the night driving. I'm still thinking about stopping after midnight driving. You're the one I'm adoring after midnight driving. One look at you is inspiring me after midnight driving. The way you leave me smiling, you know you do. You know you do. Yes. 340 million. It takes me way, way, way back, you know? And I mean, on this, on this thing of heritage, guys, just, um, cause I feel like all of these things are married into each other. You know, we learn, our behaviors are learned, um, our reactions to things sometimes are learned. And I feel like as if we're really trying to build a better South Africa, it's also about our behavior. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, the way we behave on the road, these people who cut off, who, who just, have to bribe for everything under the sun when they encounter a traffic cop. I'm just going, how much effort does it take to just do the right thing? Hey, how much effort, you know? So that when you ever do pop out a money for a cold drink, you know, you're like, ah, I, I, I've ended it, you know, I've done well so far. This is my one naughty trick. You know what I mean? I just feel like if we were to consciously wake up and say, I wake up every morning saying, I want to be better. I want to in a week say, I at least got it 80% right that 20% is because I'm human. Hmm? Okay, let's not put too much pressure. Say 60% get 40% because I'm human. But for me, as long as your point of departure is I want to do best, you know. Because when, when, when the Africans say I am because you are, don't take it lightly. Sit with that statement, Baba. I am because you are. Yeah? We influence what's happening around us. We influence that environment. And me, I don't know about you. I love easy life. I love easy life. I love feel good. I love great vibe. And I feel like if everybody comes and everybody brings their cuck and everybody's full of cuck, we're not, no one's going to have a good time. No one. Eh? So I just feel like, man... Make it part of your heritage. Don't just be excited about your biltong and about your khaki shorts and about your printed shorts and about your duke. Huh? What does your heritage say about you as, your, as a person? What do we celebrate about your heritage that makes this a great place to be? That makes this a great time to be alive? Me, I can be deep, me. Me, you're listening, you're going, but to be Marrakesh a comedian, why is she being deep? Because comedy is tragedy told in gags, Baba. 
I'm here to share some truths as well. Because isn't it I'm a 3D person? I'm three-dimensional, four-dimensional if you want to count my spirit. But we are all complete human beings with every little thing that needs to be ticked off, you know? And I know me, bad behavior disgusts the hell out of me. The, hey, because you know I get on stage, I say whatever I want to say. Um, I give myself no, 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 no limits, no, no, um, what's it called? I don't, I don't have boundaries, you understand? But one boundary that I will never overstep is respect for the other person. And that's all, that simple, simple premise for me going forward. You know, it speaks of love. Everything has to start with love. When we were going through marriage counseling with my husband, I remember the priest saying to us, sin, as far as he's concerned, is anything that is done outside of love. So if, if love is not your point of departure, it's a sin. If you're not doing something, uh, if, if what you're doing is, is just lacking love, it's a sin. Yeah. So I want to, I try and infuse love in everything I do. And that's why even when I'm angry and I'm having a rant, you can still hear, I'm not ranting because I'm hateful. I'm ranting because I love and I'm hurt or I love and I'm angry because I love. You know what I mean? Me, that's the heritage I want to leave for my children. I want my children to be those guys who are like, I will stand for what's right and I will not shut up. And I will lead by example. You, under, you understand these things? But anyway, let me stop being deep. This thing of us uh, mothers uh, uh, judging ourselves is also for women. You know what I mean? Generally. Because also, now, here's Tumi Meraki, who, when she goes home, stops being Tumi Meraki. I get home, and I'm Tumi Osei Tutu. I'm somebody's wife. I'm a mother of three. I live in a house that needs maintenance, high maintenance. But the people who maintain this house also need a break in their lives. Now, these people take a break, and then I'm supposed to host a dinner party. Because, oh, we never see each other, and everybody in the circle has already hosted everybody. Now it's my turn. Now I'm under pressure, because then suddenly you start to realize everything that's wrong with your house. I don't know if anyone else out there will agree with me, but when you have to have people in your yard, in your space, things that were okay suddenly become a problem. Like, I didn't even realize that my wallpaper had started coming off, right, in the center. I didn't realize until we had to host people. And then it became this huge thing. I acted as if there's a giant hole, uh, a hole in my wall. And it's so embarrassing because I may as well be walking around with my skirt lifted up. Because I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. You know what I mean? Um, the little things. And then you go, oh, my gosh. My carpet hasn't been vacuumed. The cushions, the scatter cushions are no longer put in order. Oh, my children drew on the wall. And I remember I didn't, re I didn't remove uh, um, whatever they drew on the wall. I actually took a picture of it because I'm like, oh, it's their house too. And they've tagged it. And I'm like, ah, oh, here's my little Picasso, you know. And then now people are coming over and all of those cool things become a problem. You know, my kids and I, our front live out, our front lounge, because you know, I have a small, I have two lounges. I have a ginormous lounge, which is the entertainment lounge that has the bar and has the big TV and the PS4. And that there, that's, that's for me, that's, that's where the guests must go. They must ignore the rest of my house. I'm like, there's a giant space. It is open simply because I want you to stay in there. That's even where I've kept all my awards. I'm like, there, there, be entertained. In that room, you understand? And then I have my little lounge, which is where me and my children just, you should see that lounge. It looks like it's been through a war. Because there are two places that my children spend most of their time with in inside the house, which is the front lounge and their bedroom. From there, if it's warm, 
our backyard is the one. We don't do front yard because me, I don't trust people. Eh? You know, nowadays, eh, children are not safe. Eh? So I keep them from prying eyes. Anyway, I digress. Now I find out I have guests coming. Even their haven, Baba. Suddenly now you don't even want to let the children enjoy their haven because you don't want people to walk in and think you're crazy. This is what I want to know. Has anyone actually ever been attacked for the state of their house? Because I, I, I've, I've tried to, for myself, understand this thing. Because when I started doing it, I didn't do it because I thought there was anything wrong. I did it because I've watched my mother respond that way. I've watched my aunts be that, that way. So I thought automatically I must inherit this embarrassment and be embarrassed about how my house looks. Yet I'm thinking, this is not a magazine house. This is not an empty house that has been prepped for top billing to come and record it. This is a house lived in by people. When people walk in, they must first spot the dinosaur that's sitting in the crease there in the arm of the couch and, and the seat because that is Lissetti's favorite seat. When they get to the couch next to that, they should find Barbie because that's a fierce uh, uh, place. Or they should find a chip somewhere in there. Or they should find a blanket that's been hung on there. Because, yes, I make my children clean up after themselves, but they're not freaking OCD. And nor am I. So I'm not going to do that to them. You know what I mean? So why can't you, why can't you actually be comfortable in your own space? They are mothers as well. They work, they are servicing husbands and servicing children themselves, right? So surely they understand. You don't have time to make this place look perfect. And even if you do have help that cleans, you, guys, I actually want to on Instagram post a before, after, and after. You know, there's a before and after. So there's the before, which is the mess. There's the after when, uh, when Aussie comes in, ne? when Aus Christina comes in. Then there's the aftermath, which is when the kids arrive and they go, oh, the canvas is clean. Let us paint again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I love it because when I come from any, I mean, when I'm out, I'm in hotels, I'm in people's mansions. I, I am in opulence. I'm seeing nice things. I'm seeing sterile things. You know, when I come home, I want to be, to feel like I'm at home. I want to feel like I'm going to throw my shoes somewhere. It might disappear there. I want to feel like I'm going to be welcomed by the scent of my children, by the scent of, 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 and at the sense, that spirit, you know, that energy, that energy that says you are home. This is where you can let go. If I'm so damn worried about how fluffy a cushion is, how perfectly placed at an angle is my thing, for who, for why, for what? Eh? Things break. Do you know why? Because that's the nature of glass. That's how it's been made. My friend, it breaks. Then I must have 10 people over and have 10 matching antenna, saucers and, and plates. Forget it, Baba. If you want that, I'll take you to a restaurant. Then let's not meet at my house. Let's meet at a hotel. Let's meet at a restaurant. Huh? Because when you come to my house, you are going to get mismatched plates. I remember we actually did um, Rolling With, which was basically a show that follows so-called celebrities. I'm not a celebrity, so I don't know how I ended up on that show. But it follows celebrities for a day. All right. And so, uh, well, for a couple of days. And these guys recorded a family dinner I was having. Note, family dinner with me. And my in-laws and my children, because we have family time um, every one, well, one Sunday every month or two Sundays if we can. Anyway, so dinner time, we set the table. Guys, I had two different kinds of plates, different plates, um, and we're setting. And what, I, what surprised me, it didn't even upset me, but it surprised me because I went, 
How is that what this person is looking out for? How are they not going, I wish I did this with my family? Or how are they not going, oh, cool, look, a family that literally generations, that's three generations of people sitting together at a dinner table having a good time. This person went, ooh, to me, for your mama Zara, you couldn't even pull out matching plates. I'm like, for why? She knows me. That's another thing. I don't have to put up a front for my mother-in-law. Nor does she for me. You understand? I don't pretend to be more than what I really am, which is human. I don't say people must arrive and arrive in a house that's got a pile of dirt sitting there and dirty clothes and dirty dishes just sitting there looking. No. But I'm saying when you come to my house, come expecting to be in my space as I am most comfortable at it. Because I will never have guests in my house if it's in a, in a state that I'm uncomfortable with. You understand? So I feel like uh, when, 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 when trends like, um, what's this thing called? They, they, these, they call them crappy dinners. And crappy dinners are basically a new phenomenon where women are, fight, are firing back. They're going, listen, I want to hang out with my friends. I want to have a life. But at the same time, I have so many obligations. So if I'm hosting dinner, this is what's happening. First of all, everybody's contributing to the meal. So you're either bringing something or you're helping me put together the leftovers that are in the fridge. I'll cook something fresh, Vela, if I have the time. And then we're going to all sit and enjoy. And we're going to eat on paper plates so that nobody has to worry about washing dishes. Of course, for me, I won't serve you on, on paper plates. Thank goodness. I have a dishwasher. If there's one thing, because my, my mother-in-law actually asked me and my father-in-law, they were like, what did you like, guys like to get you as a wedding as a wedding gift? You know, there's so many things we can get you. And I said, guys, first and foremost, dishwashing machine, because I love entertaining and we, we have so much family. I, I have more family over at my house than I do friends, because that's who I value the most in my life. I value my family. And when I say my family, my family are my cousins, my maternal cousins, my paternal cousins, my in-laws, and the friends who have been there. I consider them family. They've stopped being friends. You know, I consider them blood of my blood. If they need a kidney, I'm there to take a blood test to see if my kidney qualifies. You understand? So for me, I go, the people who come into your, into your space, who you are allowing into your space like that, surely have to be people who you are that comfortable with, who you don't have to put up a front with. Because you need to declutter your life, my friend. Hey, there's this woman, Kit Emerson. Please look her up if you've never heard of her. If there's one thing I got from her, this thing of decluttering. Me, I'm decluttering people in my life. If you make me in any way uncomfortable, in not in a way that builds me, but in a way that makes me look down on myself, you are unwelcome in my life. I don't want you in my life. You understand? I get rid of you. So these women get together and they have these, these crappy dinners. And I think it's a freaking fantastic idea. Because now we all know that we don't have to compete with that person. Because I've also been to those birthday parties where you can see, oh, so this one's competing with that one because both their children love cars. So this one had the cars theme and all the kids got little cars uh, um, gift packs when they were leaving and the gift, the cake was two tiers. You go to the next party, it's three tiers. The, kid, the gift bags are actual cars, you know, and they brought an actual car that's going to drive you around the block because she has to outdo the other housewife. And I'm like, why are you putting yourself under so much pressure? Put that money away towards a Bahamas holiday, man. Jeez, I don't know. I just feel like we put we put ourselves under so much pressure, and then we end up in in therapy because now we want somebody else to fix us because we've broken ourselves so much. And then you get to therapy and you're realizing, oh my God, I'm broken because self broke self. Nobody else broke you. You broke you. And then you want to blame your mother-in-law. You want to blame your sister-in-law, your sister, your mara, your grandmother. But you have to pick the things you take and the things you don't take. You need to be 
Man, you need to be so damn good to yourself. Like, I feel like the, the, the path I'm on right now, there are people who are going to love me more and people are just absolutely going to hate me because I've realized I actually am going to put myself first. It needs to stop being a front that I put on stage when I get on stage and like, hey, Timmy Meraki, you're so brave. I need to be that brave in my real life. You know, and say, screw this, man. This is who I am. I miss these women. I want to hang out with them, but I'm not, I'm not, uh, 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 what's her name? I'm not, uh, Mang Mang Stewart. Eh? You are going to come here and you are going to have a good time and I promise you, you'll have a good meal. And funny enough, when I heard about these crappy dinners, I thought about my mother-in-law because I remember the one time where we had, I had to host family, family time and I'd only been married to my husband for about a year or two. Um, my baby was still a baby and she, I remember calling her and saying, um, I'm so embarrassed to do this, but I think I'm going to have to order us takeaway because I haven't had time to cook. And I was very apologetic, like, you know, asking if you can't move it because I woke up late. This was going on with the baby. I can't cook. And she stopped me in the middle of my sentence and said, did you guys not cook last night? I'm like, yeah, we cooked. She says, so there's leftovers. I'm like, yeah, there's leftovers. She says, yeah, we cooked last night as well. We've got a lot of leftovers. I've got plenty of chicken. I can make a quick jollof rice. Um, you just warm up uh, the leftovers that you have that are good. Maybe make a sauce because I don't have a, a sauce, um, you know, and I've got vegetables. And my gosh, by the time she arrived, we had such a huge meal that the, <laughs> you know, the, First of all, everybody got to eat what they wanted. We had fish, we had chicken, there was red meat. The kids were freaking ecstatic because I wasn't even now uh, uh, recommending what, what must happen, you know? Um, so I don't know, man. I just feel like let's, um, let's stop being so damn hard on ourselves and embrace things that make our lives easier. Cause I love how quick we are to embrace technology, but do not as quick to embrace the things that'll make our emotional lives better. So I think we need to start doing that as well, man. Let's just go, start going back to the basics. Start deciding what is important to you. And if for you, looks are everything and that's how you've sold yourself, cool. Then make sure your house looks amazing, but make sure everybody brings the meal. Because if you are so busy uh, polishing and buffing and everything, then you're going to spend all night not sleeping. You're going to be cranky. You're not going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. And when we leave, you're probably going to, it's going to be a wasted day of your life. Time that you'll never get back. Because everybody else was enjoying your hard work except you. I don't have a single thing that I received that was expensive at my wedding that I don't use. I use the expensive china. I have used and broken <laughs> broken most of the, the tea sets we got because we got a lot of those. I don't know. Old people like to give tea sets. I, do they know we... Do they know we use coffee machines? Anyway, so I had a lot of those and I used so many of them and a lot of them have survived, especially the silver that we got. But I feel like there are people who put these things away and they're like, we only pull them out for special occasions. If you come to my house as a guest, you are special to me. Unless you're selling insurance and then we must talk about that. Then maybe you're not that. that. But if you're, our appointment is, is one of a personal nature, you are a friend, you are family, even a business partner. I am going to serve you on that best stuff because you're worth it. So I hope if you're hearing me right now, you must think about the things I've covered today and see what they have to do with each other. The first one, heritage. What is your heritage beyond the physical stuff that you can show off to people? What is it about you that makes people celebrate your heritage? Mothers, stop being so hard on yourself. And if you're judging them, walk a mile in their crocs. Just take a second. Huh? And the last thing, guys, 
Stop overselling yourself. Stop putting yourself under unnecessary pressure. Because when you are yourself, people who are worth loving you will love you. People worth your attention, your love, will love you and appreciate you. Because they know you, they know the effort, and they know the love that comes with everything that you offer them. That's all I'm saying. Love self. You think me, I'm a comedian because I think the whole world loves me and everybody thinks to me, but I guess it's funny. No, but I do it because I know there are people who I touch. There are people whose truths come out when I speak and it, it, it's, it's healing for them. And I will continue to do it till I go six feet under simply because I know it's, it's coming from a place of love. I'm not, I'm not out there vomiting bile. I'm out there sharing the one thing that I love more than anything, actually, which is laughing. Now, as I leave, I must also hug a man because it's part of my given, self-given mandate that a man must be hugged after all of my shows because they get so much flag. And I want to hug all those men, all these older men who are leaving a heritage to their sons. And I specifically want to shout out my father-in-law. Shout out to my father-in-law for raising a man who celebrates women, who, who is excited by the power of women and completely believes in supporting and nurturing that kind of thing. Hug a man that you know is sending, passing that down to their son, who's going to pass it down to their son, who's going to pass it down to their son. That's to me, Morake, signing out. Bye-bye. This is CliffCentral.com.